Hello and welcome to episode 174 of the Confident Live Marketing Show. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing what I learned from PodFest and VidFest, which I attended in Orlando, Florida last month. So I think it's right. I think it's time to get on with the show right now. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of confident live video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the tech and gear. And get confident with the content, content and, and marketing. marketing. Together, we can go live! Well, hello, Ian Anderson Gray here for the Confident Live Marketing Show. I'm excited to be here. As always, uh, I've realized I haven't got my nice little mic uh, flag. And there's a reason for that, which I'll talk about later because it's to do with Amazon Live. But uh, I can see we've got the wonderful Martin Buckland here. Great to see you, Martin, up bright and early from Toronto. I'm hoping one day I will get to Toronto. We were supposed to be there in, uh, when was it? Well, sometime in summer 2020. That never happened for some bizarre reason which we won't talk about. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. Time to talk about the conference that I went to uh, last month. So this is May 2022, and it's called PodFest Expo. Uh, now, normally, every year I go to Social Media Marketing World, which is a big social media conference that happens in San Diego. This was the first year that I didn't go to that um, for various reasons, which I've talked about before, not because, you know, not for any negative reasons, uh, but it just, it well, it, it felt a little bit too early and... I just wanted I just wanted something different. I wanted to play with something different this year. And I thought, well, why not go to PodFest, which happens in Orlando in Florida? Uh, and so that happened in May 2022. And looking back at the history of PodFest, it started, well, it kind of had its origins back in 2013. But uh, there's a lovely guy called Chris uh, Krimitsos, uh, sorry, if I can pronounce his name correctly, who started, who created PodFest back in 2015. And it's an annual gathering of international podcasters. I would actually say the people that go to these two PodFest are creators. Yes, there are a lot of podcasters there, but there are a lot of just creators. And we'll talk about that in, in a little bit. And apparently it's, it's the longest running in-person conference of its type. Uh, and they are holding a Guinness World Record for the largest attendance for a virtual podcasting conference in one week, which is pretty impressive. So this year in 2022, it was back at the Hilton Orlando Resort, uh, which is a very nice hotel, I have to say. <laughs> um, now, I might be wrong, 
but it kind of felt like I was the only person from the UK. There were a few other international people there. Um, but I think this is still fairly early on after, after the last couple of years and people are still a little bit nervous traveling. I think it was probably partly that. And I know that was part of the reason why there weren't so many international people going to social media marketing world. So that might have been the reason. Now, I was technically speaking at VidFest and there's a little bit of confusion between VidFest and PodFest. I think, so VidFest is obviously about video and PodFest is about podcasting. They are two separate events, but they're kind of joined. So I, I, my my view on this is like Podfest, VidFest is part of PodFest, but you can either go to both of them. You can go to PodFest uh, only or VidFest only, and they all basically happen in the the same uh, same venue. So I can see Catherine is saying fabulous. She is fabulous. Uh, wrapping up a product launch. Ooh, tell me more. Tell me more. And planning a podcast for the autumn with my new ADHD autism coaching. So very happy to hear your insights. Ooh, that sounds really interesting. I want to know more. I want to know more uh, because I know, well, from the ADHD autism thing, first of all, I know um, quite a few friends of mine have uh, been diagnosed with autism <laughs> recently, and uh, the same with ADHD. And I was I was uh, diagnosed with ADHD last uh, end of last year, and a pod a podcast for that would be amazing. So tell me more. I'd love to know more about that. So uh, the question is why. Did I go to PodFest and VidFest? Why do I go to a conference? And why should you consider going to a conference? Because I am actually putting on an event later this year in um, in the end of October in Newcastle in the UK. I'm putting on a workshop. And this is, uh, I'm basically joining up with my friends Andrew and Pete. They're doing uh, in the afternoon on that day, on the 31st of October, they're putting on uh, a they're calling it the Atomic Mastermind. And then the 1st and 2nd of November, my friend uh, Janet Murray is putting on her big event, uh, the Courageous Content uh, event. And so we're all kind of joining together. And so I've been thinking a lot about this, you know, why should we start to think about going to in-person events? And so for me, I have like a score chart that I have. I don't necessarily write this down, but it's in my head that helps me work out whether I should go to a conference, whether I'm speaking at the event or whether I'm attending the event. Now, often I go to an event because I'm speaking and so so that's a slightly separate thing. But this, this will help you whether you're speaking or just attending. Um, so number one, this is the, this is the question I want to ask is the event at a place that I really want to go to? Is it at a, like a really like play, an amazing place that I want to go to? So that's number one. And that's not necessarily the most important, but number two is, will there be prominent people in my industry there? Uh, so these are not necessarily people who are going to be my clients, but these are people in my industry that I can get inspiration from. Will those kind of people be there? Are the audience, uh, are the audience there? Now, this is particularly if you're speaking, will the audience there be my audience? Are they, crudely, are they going to buy my stuff? So if I'm going to go there and speak, are they likely to become my clients or are they going to become my audience? If I want to grow my podcast or want to grow my show or grow my business, are the people there, the kind of people who are going to be like my audience? 
Uh, next thing is more to do with the budget. So if I'm speaking, are they going to give me free ticket? But if I'm not speaking, you know, what's the budget like? You know, how much is the ticket? How much is it going to cost to get there? So do I have to fly there? Uh, how much is the hotel? And all the other stuff that I'm going to you know, potentially think about, you know, if I'm going to be going to a conference in Iceland, Iceland's a, you know, very expensive place. So it's not just flying there, it's the food and all that kind of stuff. So you need to think about that. Uh, and then the final one is if I am speaking, are they going to pay me? Is there a fee? And is the fee decent enough? Uh, so those are the first, those are the five things and you can add them all up. So let's, let's add all of those up for, uh, for PodFest because that's, that was kind of what was going through my mind. And so for the first question, is it at a place that I really wanted to go to? Well, I've, I wouldn't say like Florida or Orlando was like the necessarily the, the, the place that I wanted to go in the US, but I definitely wanted to go to the US and I've never been to Florida before and it was going to be sunny. So like, yes, there's a definite yes for that one. Will uh, prominent people in my industry be there? Absolutely. Yes. And I'll talk a, a little bit more about that in a bit. Will the audience there be my audience? Mm, not probably not in this case for Podfest. There pro some some maybe, but I wasn't necessarily convinced by that one. So that's not. And I think if you're going to be speaking at an event, I do think usually that needs to be a yes. But that was kind of mm, not so sure. The next one is. Uh, do I get a free ticket? And the, the whole budget side of things. Well, as I was speaking, they did give me a free ticket. Um, but I did have to pay for my hotel and my flight. So that was, yeah, there was, you know, a fair bit of money that I needed to spend in order to to go to this. And then the final thing is, if I'm speaking, is there a fee and is it good? Well, in this case, no, there was not a fee. Then normally I would say I don't speak for free. But why did I want to go to this event? Well, let's, let's, so I said yes for the first two. Normally that wouldn't be enough, but the other thing is that I really wanted to go to PodFest and heard lots of really good things about it. And really there are two other things that we don't normally think about. First of all is, is it going to be fun? And I, after the last two or three years, I was so desperate to do something fun, new and exciting, something where I could just to go somewhere different uh, and the excitement of going to the US for me after three years, I mean, I had a smile on my face for the first like three days. I was so happy. I was so excited. And seeing people, seeing friends, like I hung out with my good friend, Jeff C. We went to Disney. We, you know, these are things like, okay, from a business point of view, mm, does that make sense? I don't know. But it certainly, I think sometimes you have to make those decisions for your, for your, for your mental health, maybe, or and, and for all that side of things. So, yeah, uh, I was absolutely, should, should I have gone? It was, yeah, the, the decision was, looking at that, looking at all those, uh, the, the score charts, you could argue that maybe I shouldn't have gone, but I'm so glad I did, and I learned so much, and I so enjoyed it. PodFest is a fantastic event, and I highly recommend it. So, I'm going to share some things that I learned from it, but just a few other things that you can think about if you are going to go abroad and you're wanting to try and budget with things. First of all, the flight from Manchester, where I am, to Orlando was actually fairly reasonable. I flew with uh, Aer Lingus and it was, I can't fault them. It was a really good 
Um, really good flights, uh, both both ways, and yeah, it was great. I stayed. I didn't stay at the hotel. The hotel was. I, I couldn't really justify the cost of that, so I stayed at an Airbnb. And you know what? The Airbnb was fabulous. It had a, they had a swimming pool, and uh, it wasn't that far from the the place. I mean, it was like a ten minute walk. So, and I learned so much uh, about Amazon Live. That was that was the big takeaway from this. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And um, I also, so yeah, let's let's have a look. Uh, and I mean, basically, I did. So we had lots of fun stuff. I mean, th- I, I I worked by the pool. There were palm trees. Uh, it, I got some really great work done in the first couple of days just before I, I flew in a couple of days, two or three days early, one day to kind of acclimatize to the new um, time zone. Uh, and it was really lovely. And the breakfasts, oh, you know, I mean, I know American breakfasts are really like, big, but I had a fabulous omelette. It was a Tex-Mex omelette. It was really amazing. So I love that. And went to uh, Disney for the first time with my good friend Jeff C. We haven't seen each other since March 2020. So it was so good to spend some time with Jeff. He's a great friend of mine. And I've never been to Disney. I have to admit, I'm not, I've never been the greatest Disney fan. I've never been like massively into it. But like I was in Orlando, I had to go to Disney. And we went to Magic Kingdom, which was the first like Disney park out in Orlando. And Jeff knows his stuff. So he he gave me a tour of everything. I had an amazing time. Uh, I wouldn't say like I'm a massive Disney fan now, but I'm certainly a lot more than I was before. And I found it fascinating going around that. I think I'd love to bring the kids uh, to Disney. So yeah, that that's that's what we did there as, as well. And I met so many amazing people. I'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah, uh, going to going to Disney, learning about Amazon Live, seeing so many amazing people. It was cool. So uh, Catherine is saying here, uh, no way. I knew there was a reason we vibed. Um, you know, it's so funny. Uh, I think with the, the whole ADHD thing, I think people uh, with ADHD tend to kind of, we tend to get each other, don't we? Um, so for me, virtual events will always be easier at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So I and I, I think there's there's room for what we call a hybrid event. Uh, and so I know Janet Murray's event uh, is going to be a hybrid event. I, th- I think it's going to be a hybrid event. So you don't necessarily need to go there. You can actually partake of it virtually, which is really good. Um, so it'll always be easier at the moment. I'm still CEV. I can't risk anything other than the hospital. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like uh, like it made you really happy, though, and that has to be part of your calculations. Absolutely, you know, and and I think that's that's the thing. You know, we, we're all different. We all we're all in different situations. And I'm sorry to to hear that about you, Catherine, but you absolutely need to be happy in your decision and do what you want to do. And there will always be time, you know, later on to be able to go to these events. So the last thing I want to do in talking about uh, all of this is to give anyone like FOMO or to, you know, to feel like, I don't know, they're missing out or or guilt or anything like that. But um, hopefully like some of the stuff that I'm going to be talking about today, you'll, you'll be able to take stuff away from that as well. So uh, I learned, so I, I got to hang out with some amazing people and yes, you can meet people virtually, but there's something about meeting people in person that just, I don't know, it's some, something magical about that. And so yeah, I got to meet 
some fabulous people. So Chris, uh, Chris Giles, who is on, I'm, so for podcast listeners, I'm showing some photos on the screen here, but Chris Giles, it was great to meet him because he has been a guest on the show. And we, we talked about Amazon Live on the show. It was great to see him and to meet DJ Strix, who is part of the Ecamm Live uh, community. That was uh, pretty awesome as well. Uh, and uh, so that was actually, that was, uh, it was, no, that was, uh, Alicia Way. Sorry, I should have got that wrong. And then we also, that's DJ Strict there. Jeff C. Uh, met Ross Brand, who is an inspirational, fantastic uh, live streamer. And I'm hoping to have uh, Ross on the show as well. Other people, Valerie Morris, I got to also hang out with Jim Foos, who's also been on the show. A bit more about him in a bit. I got to meet uh, Shelly Nathan, who's been on the show as well. And she is awesome. As well, and got, got to see Michelle, um, Michelle from Heil, who has been on the show as well. So we we did lots and lots of cool things there. So meeting people in real life, I got to hang out with Dimitri uh, Scavish from Way Video as well. I don't think I've actually met him properly before, and got to see Rob Balasabas, who's been on the show, Chris Stone, and uh, Heather. Uh, human as well. So it's been, Hyman, sorry, be great to see uh, all of those people as well. So my talk was about uh, the recovering perfectionist. So I'm a recovering perfectionist. It was the recovering perfectionist guide to launch your podcast from your live show. And it went really, really well. So I enjoyed doing that. It was a little bit nerve wracking doing this for, for the first time in two years, getting on stage. But uh, I need to do more of these. I need to get back into the scheme of things of actually speaking at a, a live event. I really enjoyed that. Ross Brand. So his talk, uh, I loved his talk. And I'd love to get him onto the show to talk about this because he was talking about how to monetize your live shows. And that was really good. Uh, the, you know, He was talking about doing virtual events, doing more virtual events. And, and you know, Catherine, you... you what you said was so true that so many of us are still wanting to go to virtual events. Just because things in the world are opening up doesn't mean that virtual events are dead. Absolutely not. We still, I think a lot of us have realized the merits of going to a virtual event because you can still uh, do all your work and, and get on with your work and, you know, spend time with family and friends and go to an event. The, the downside about what I did and going away to Florida is that was a whole week out of my calendar. And then I had a couple of days at the beginning and the end, you know, trying to get back into this scheme of things. So uh, whereas if you're going to an event at home uh, virtually, then you don't have any of that. So so virtual events, if you're wanting to monetize and you wanted to look at other revenue streams, virtual events are a great way of doing this. And one thing that I learned from last year or over the last year is, you know, the, the whole thing of not putting all your eggs in one basket. So I was I was working with some brands last year, uh, doing lots of live shows. And then towards the end of last year, that stopped because they they had changed their focus really on what they're wanting to do. So I was putting so much time and effort into working with that brand that then when they stopped, it was quite a big dent in my revenue. And I I already knew that this was the case, that you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You need to have lots of different revenue streams. And it's been fine since. I have, you know, I have been, de I have developed lots of different revenue streams, but it was just a great reminder that we need to do that. So don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, do 
uh, things like virtual events, do podcasts, do coaching, consultancy. If you are a creator and a coach, then you can do all of those things. I know that the other thing I really liked about what Ross was saying is he was really honest about the reach of live at the moment. You know, the, the reach of live videos has gone right down compared to, say, three years ago. But that doesn't mean that live video is dead. There are still so many opportunities. There are still so many great reasons why you should go live. And we've talked about that on the show. So there are loads of other opportunities. He mentioned joining the Amazon Influencer Program, which I'll talk about in a bit, shoppable videos, and also just preparing for new products and tech as well. So let's look at what Martin is saying. Martin is saying, yes, I agree meeting in person is so important to me. I'm lining up so many keynotes, workshops, and other speaking gigs, plus networking events across the world starting later this year. Back to speaking excites me. Yeah, and I totally I totally know what you mean. There's something amazing and magical and, and energy-giving about speaking in public. And, and it's just about... It's about communicating. It's about making a difference as well. But there's there's this buzz that comes from speaking. Now, I think at the moment for me, Martin, I, I know for you, this is absolutely like what what you do. I think for me at the moment, one thing I've realized is there are different times uh, in our in our lives uh, to focus on different things. And I think for me at the moment, I will be doing speaking this year, but I'm not going to be focusing totally on that. That's not my main thing at the moment. We've still got a fairly young family. I want. I don't want to be away from them too much this year. Uh, but there's going to be time later, maybe in five, six, seven years' time, when I'm going to be doing that a lot more. So I want to. I want to continue to do that, but it's not my priority. But you're so right. It's, it's so exciting to do uh, to do that. So yeah. So I think what I got from this is it gave me that raw kick at the bum to do more Amazon Lives. And we've talked about Amazon Live on the show before. I've actually had access to Amazon Live since 2020. Um, so you have to apply. You have to apply as a, a, you have to apply for the Amazon Influencer Program. And I did that and I got into that, which was great. I think there aren't that many of us Brits on this. I think I've heard there's maybe five of us um, doing it. So this is Amazon.com. It's not available Anywhere else in the world, you can join influencer programs in Canada and the UK and other and Australian places like that. But the, there is no live element to that or shoppable video. So I have done multi-streaming. I have multi-streamed this show to Amazon Live. But I've always wanted to do like a dedicated Amazon Live show because it's a very different kind of show type of show it's it is basically selling it is it is like a shopping channel and so these kind of shows i don't i'm not convinced they they work that well because they're not focused on the product i mean it depends on what you're doing um obviously today we're talking about events but if i was talking about microphones uh which i have done on the show before then okay fair enough uh that might work on amazon live so I've done multi-streaming before. I've multi-streamed this show to to Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Amazon Live. But I've always wanted to do that dedicated type of one. And there's a huge opportunity here. So my focus, my main focus, my main revenue stream is coaching, consultancy. Uh, I also have a revenue stream with affiliate income. And actually, that is, that's quite a big chunk for me, uh, affiliate income. Um, Brand ambassadorships, I've done that in the past. It's not so much of a focus at the moment, but I'm not against doing that. Uh, but I'm all about diversifying 
revenue streams. I think that's really important not to put all your eggs in one basket. So Amazon, um, the Amazon influencer program is definitely going to be a big thing for me this year and next year. But again, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket because of course, like I might be spent, I might be, uh, I might be really successful with Amazon Live. I might be making, you know, a fair bit of money. I mean, who knows? I don't know. But I don't want to rely on that because what if Amazon then decides to pull the plug? So you you have to be careful in what you do. So uh, Catherine says, uh, I agree. Hybrid when possible allows us the best of both. And it's much more inclusive. Have to do more catching up on this Amazon Live thing. And Catherine, if you want to know more about it, there's a, an episode when I had uh, Chris Giles on the show and he went into a lot of detail. So if you go to iag.me forward slash podcast and then just search back, you'll find the episode we did on Amazon Live. But I'm going to be talking a bit more about it today. Uh, so here is some of the stuff that I, I learned and what I want to do. So I want um, I want to, so I actually have launched a, a live show on Amazon Live. Amazon Live, basically, if you go to amazon.com forward slash live, you can see uh, people who are going live about particular products and they they will talk through uh, a series of products in what we call the carousel. So you add, as the creator, you add all those products to you, your carousel and then you talk about those on camera and you answer questions so people can interact with you and uh, ask you a little bit more information about those. So I think uh, the important thing that I learned from from the uh, the event. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to say. So at uh, Pod, Podfest and Vidfest, I mainly went to the Vidfest part of this, um, but I did go to some of the podcast events. But the main day we're talking about here is Jim Fuse and Chris Stone put together this one day event as part of Vidfest all to do with dedicated on Amazon Live. And they got so many amazing people in. They had some A-listers from Amazon that came in. And that was what that day was all about. And I learned so much about it. So a massive thanks to Jim Fuse and Chris Stone. They put on just an amazing event. I just can't believe it. I learned so much. And apparently, it's like the the only event that we know of that about Amazon Live that was dedicated to Amazon Live. So you can imagine how kind of like it got quite geeky and, and quite niche, but it was amazing. So I want to do a dedicated shows on that. I also want to do interviews. So you don't have to just do a solo show. We could bring in, uh, I could bring in another influencer, uh, somebody who's got a lot of gear around the house, uh, around their office, and we can collaborate with each other because the, the problem is with with Amazon is, it needs to be, the, the product you're talking about needs to be actually on Amazon.com. So I was thinking, well, we've got a digital piano downstairs. I could talk about that. But unfortunately, it's not on Amazon.com. And I'm in the UK. So you could have a guest on who is talking about microphones or, I don't know, it could be about anything. It could be about nursery equipment or something, nursery toys or something like that. And they can they can show those on, on the on the video as well. So collaborating with other creators is is great as well. Um, so Martin is saying, I guess Amazon Live isn't for me as I don't have tangible products to sell. So uh, Martin, um, it's not about, so it's not about selling. I, I don't have any products. Well, uh, I don't have any physical products that I'm selling on Amazon. I am uh, effectively selling products that are already on Amazon. So I'm not actually selling them necessarily. So I suppose I should probably explain this. What you're doing is you're going onto Amazon. And so for example, 
these headphones um, here. Actually, I don't have... They're, they're down there. I've, I've got some headphones, which are amazing. And I will talk about those on my Amazon Live. And I will select that product. And, on the, and then people watching will be able to uh, ask me questions about that. Now, I'm... What will happen is if somebody uh, then buys those headphones, I will get a cut. It might be like 3%, 4%. But the really amazing thing here is that it's not just that, uh, it's not just the cut of the headphones. If they were to buy other things like lights or a TV, I will get a cut on all of that, a percentage on all that is in their cart for as long as they purchase within 24 hours of watching my live show. So, the more people that watch, the better. And I suppose what I should say here is that there are there are different levels. When you apply to be an Amazon influencer and get onto Amazon Live, you are what's called a rising star. So uh, the only people that will probably discover you are people who've just gone onto amazon.com forward slash live and they've just clicked on your video and, or maybe they're already following you. Uh, and so you're probably not going to get that many people watching you live, but, uh, you're going to, you, anyone who buys products that you're talking about, uh, as well as anything else in that cart, you will get a cut. The next level that you can apply for is called an insider. And this is the really cool thing. This is when the magic starts to happen because going back to that headphones analogy again, if I, so if I'm talking about the Bose smart comfort 35 headphones, I will, if I'm an insider, appear on that product page on Amazon. So if anyone is actually looking for those headphones and they scroll down, they will see my live show uh, talking about that product and they will click on that and then start watching. And that's when you can start to get um, dozens, maybe even hundreds of people watching you live because they're interested in the products and then they can ask you questions. And again, again you get that cut of all of those uh, things in their cart. So it is really amazing. Katie, thank you so much. You, yeah, I know you watched uh, my Amazon Live. Thank you so much about that. So I hope that helps, Martin. It's So it's not necessarily for you because, uh, I mean, you could see this as another revenue stream for you if you were interested in doing um, live. It's kind of live selling, but not really of your products. But so, uh, so that is one revenue stream is Amazon Lives. The other one that you can do is once you start to be reasonably successful on this, you can then get brand deals. And this is what Chris Giles talked about on the Amazon Live uh, when we were talking about Amazon Live previously. And so you'll maybe get approached by brands who want to sponsor you or want you to talk about their products. And that's where uh, some of the real money can come into it as well, as well as what I'm going to talk about here, uh, shoppable, uh, shoppable uh, product videos as well. So, so make it, uh, collaborate with other people is great. You can make, but make sure that it's about the audience. It's not about you. Uh, I mean, live shows are never about you. This show is not about me. It's about you. I wanted to give uh, value to you as well. And this is why I love it when you're asking questions because I want to make it about you. Um, so ask them what are they shopping for today? What what value can you give to them? And track those questions that people are asking so you can make it more valuable for the future. Tell stories as well. This is one of the things that one of the speakers mentioned. Uh, how what what made you buy those um, headphones or, or that I don't know whatever it is that you're buying? Uh, what what gave you what made you buy that? 
because people love to people really resonate with emotions and stories as well so uh i i was a i was a rising star for well basically since 2020 i i was not doing anything and to to apply to apply for um the inside is actually relatively simple. You have to have uh, 90 minutes. You have to have broadcast two hours of live for 90 minutes. But it's not just that. You see, I'd already done that, but I haven't really done a dedicated live show when I'm actually talking about products. And so I wanted to do that. And I did that last week on Thursday. I did my first dedicated proper hours of live and I did it for over 90 minutes, which meant that I could then apply for an insider. Now, I was a little bit nervous about this because I know people who have been, um, who were not accepted because for various reasons, it may be that they didn't talk about the products properly or something like that. So I was a little bit nervous, but I applied for insider. And the, the as I said, the exciting thing when you get to insider is that you will then appear on the product pages. Um, which is a big deal. There is uh, what's called an A-lister. To be an A-lister, you have to be selling, I, I can't remember exactly how much it is. It's, I don't know, it's like $4,000 per month. It's not you making $4,000, but you're selling uh, $4,000 per month on Amazon. But the cool thing, uh, but the, the, the difficult bit, well, that's difficult, but you have to have 2,000 followers as well. Um, but uh, I applied straight after the Amazon Live that I did, and I got accepted in an hour, in and out, which is amazing. So I was so excited about that. I'm now an insider, and I'm going to be sharing in future weeks my experience with that. I don't expect to be making much money at the beginning with this, um, but hopefully over time it will grow, and this will be another revenue stream. The important thing that I came away with from this is that I actually really, really enjoyed doing it. I really enjoyed doing it. So um, yeah. Uh, so let's look at the, the comments. Oh, Katie, you, you've mentioned Jim. Uh, I think Jim's probably going to be in bed at this time in the morning. Uh, but Jim was amazing. And Chris too. Uh, and Katie is just clarifying it. Hi, Martin. Yeah, you demo products that you have anyway. You don't uh, buy them to sell them. Yeah, absolutely. And yes, I'm insider. Yes, cool. Um, Katie is saying, doing Amazon Live, uh, doing an Amazon Live about the new Roadcaster would be amazing. Yeah, so there's a new Roadcaster Pro Mark II. I've got the original Roadcaster. The only problem with that, Katie, is that I would have to buy it. Um, I suppose I could, uh, if I know of anyone who has a Roadcaster 2, then I could, like, I could borrow it and we could talk about it. I know some people who actually will buy a product and then just return it back to Amazon. I, I'm not comfortable with that. I think I think that's dodgy. But, um, but I, I am basically going to be talking about all the products that I have, but uh, friends and family, I'm going to probably borrow products as well. But I'd love to do one about the Amazon, the Roadcaster Pro 2. And great idea regarding telling stories. And I think that's the same for for all uh, live shows, you know, this show as well. Um, hopefully, I'm, I think I am kind of bringing some of the stories, some of the experiences that I've had uh, with this conference as well. So um, you need to, first of all, apply to be an influencer. Uh, and then do do 90 minutes uh, of Amazon Live, and then you can apply for the next level, which is being an insider. 
Now, the then there's the power of shoppable videos. And I think this is where people are making the most money. And this is really interesting because this has nothing to do with live. You'll go down, if you go to amazon.com and look at products, you'll see people have created videos. Some of them have been created by influencer and influencers. And these are called shoppable videos. And these are short videos of usually either unboxing or demonstrating the product and giving value. If anyone clicks on one of those, again, they're going to get um, the creator, the influencer is going to get a cut of that uh, if, if they of that product, if they buy it and anything in their cart as well. Now, people are making a fair bit of money from this, but that's after they've probably uploaded about four or 500 of these things. So I've applied for this. You don't get it uh, straight away. I've uh, What you do is you create three shoppable videos and then you submit them to Amazon and they look at them. And apparently the waiting time is about a month. So we'll see how I get on with that. Uh, I've created probably about 10 of these in the background. So we'll see how we... Um, how we get on with that as well. Uh, Katie has moved over to YouTube. Very confusing, uh, Katie, because <laughs> your your pictures changed. But um, I'm going to apply again. So have you, uh, Katie, have you applied for Amazon.com, the influencer program? Let me know. Maybe you kind of message me and uh, see if I can help you with that because um, you, you would be great at doing that. I think you'd, you'd really enjoy it. So the other thing you can do is, of course, you can then apply for the influencer program of other um, Amazon. So Amazon.co.uk, Amazon.ca, Amazon.com.au. Those places do not have live yet or shoppable videos, but you can upload idea lists. And I would say get in there now so that if they do add live and shoppable videos, you're going to be like, towards the front of the queue there. So something to, to think about there um, as you as you do that. Well, we're coming towards the end of the show. I don't know if you've got any more questions, but uh, let's look at what Martin is saying here. So uh, Martin says, doesn't being on Amazon Live change your branding message? I'm not a salesperson. I like to educate clients across the world on executive career management. I don't want to be branded as a salesperson. Personally, I believe it will cheapen my brand. Both you and I, and I Ian, like to educate, not sell. You do such a great job of on educating. Really, really good point. And I'm glad you asked that because I think this is important because, yes, this could change your branding message. But only if, so in a way, this this episode today is maybe an exception to this. But like, I'm not going to really promote my Amazon lives out there. I'm not going to be coming onto the show and saying, hey, watch my Amazon lives, because that is different to my brand. You're right, Martin. I, I'm uh, an educator. I'm, uh, you know, I'm a coach. I'm a consultant. I'm a speaker. And the sales part of it, part of, of the Amazon Live is very, very different. So, but it doesn't mean that I can't do both. I can, I can absolutely be a coach and an educator. And that is my brand. But on Amazon, I can, in a sense, it's kind of like my, my side job in a way. It's my side thing. And um, that that's going to be completely separate to what I'm doing with the rest of my business. So it's about diversifying my revenue streams. The This show and 
uh, my coaching, my consultancy, uh, and all that side of things. That is my main business. The Amazon Live thing is like a side thing that I'm doing. And I'm doing it to diversify revenue streams, but I'm also doing it because actually I really enjoy it. Uh, I actually quite enjoy selling other people's stuff. <laughs> so I hope that kind of makes sense. Uh, but but there is a balance there. There is a real balance there. Um, and I, I think you need to be careful about that. And it's really interesting that it's it's absolutely not about you at all. People don't really care about like you so much on, on Amazon Live. It's more about the product. Whereas with this, people, hopefully, you know, people care a lot more about you as the creator and the educator. If you're watching this and listening to this, yes, you are interested in what I'm talking about, I hope, but you're doing, you're listening to me because hopefully you respect me and you like the way I talk about things as well. So uh, absolutely. So I hope, I, I, I mean, you may disagree with me, Martin, and please feel free to disagree with me. But uh, this is something I'm, I'm looking into as a way, because what I want to do, as well as um, this being another revenue stream, I also want to help you as a creator to to potentially look at other revenue streams as well. But for you, for you, Martin, I'm not convinced this is for you, Amazon Live. But um, and I, I think you've kind of like gathered that. So and that's fine. That's totally fine. But for some uh, viewers and some listeners, I think Amazon Live is certainly something that you want to think about. Um, so yeah, Katie, I will let you know. I think I'm I might be doing one later today. It's a bit of a funny week, but I, I will let you know. Uh, Katie is saying I wasn't accepted into the influencer program because I don't have a big enough audience. Yeah, now that's a tricky one because one of the ways you have you you get into you be accepted is you you give your Instagram or Facebook or or whatever, and they they tend to look at the number of followers you have, which kind of I kind of hate. I got in via Twitter because I have like just under 50,000 followers on Twitter. But unfortunately, they've actually taken away Twitter from that. So <laughs> it's just like Instagram, Facebook, and I don't know whether it's TikTok or things like that. So yeah, it's it's probably, a, you probably have to focus on growing your audience outside um, first. Uh, Katie says, and Martin would be great telling people about books in his field on Amazon. Absolutely. Um, it just really is, it's dependent on whether, I suppose you, you feel this is worth your time, whether it's, yeah. Um, and Katie says, I enjoy selling other people's stuff too, but we need to be better. We need to be good at selling our stuff as well. And uh, I'm going to be bringing on a, somebody to talk about selling in, in the future as well, because, you know, and actually back to you, Martin, if you're still here, uh, you know, you are a salesman um, because you are selling your services, you know, you you have services to sell, and actually, when you're a speaker, you're still you're kind of selling an idea as well. Not not necessarily physical products, though. Uh, definitely. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for the questions. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, uh, Catherine, as well. Um, I really appreciate you, um, all of your questions and for joining me today because uh, it taking that time out of your day. I don't know what it, the weather's like for you, but the weather is gorgeous here. 
I'm looking forward to getting out there. And But I do need to do my Amazon Live as well uh, later today. But that is it for, well, I was going to say for this week, but actually on Thursday, we're talking about imposter syndrome. Got Steve Worthy on the show to talk about that. Can't wait for that. And uh, so that'll be on Thursday if you're watching live or next Friday if you're listening to the podcast. Well, that is it. And until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, see the loo.